This podcast is for you. It is episode six of Lightning Licks Radio. Yes. Yay. My name is Dion. I am a member of Lightning Licks Vinyl Preservation Society, a collective of vinyl-loving nutcases whose mission is to celebrate and examine our often unhealthy, always obsessive, more often than not creepily intimate relationship that we share with the physical media that is vinyl records. I am joined in studio by my good buddy jay hi dion that was so well said as always yeah i've been practicing i know i know we are here to share with podcast america the saddest most cathartic mixtape to ever hit your ears this month this is our (laughs) anti-love mixtape episode you excited? Yeah, I am. The perfect anti-Valentine's Day, while everybody is celebrating love, Yeah, we're saying Fuck that. down with love. Down with love. Love sucks, love stinks, love bites, love hurts, all of those things, that's where we're going with Exactly. This. And it would be easy enough to take all those songs with the titles that you just mentioned, yeah. but they didn't quite make the cut. What we're going to do is try to... We're digging a little deeper. Yeah, go off the beaten path to find these tracks, these tracks that mean something to us, and hopefully, after you hear them, can make you feel terrible enough to mean something to you <laughs> you right? will commiserate in our in our misery it's an important part of music and it it's is. like it's an important part of art as a general rule right really right we want to make it, you feel bad yeah we want to examine all <laughs> all the darkness we, and we want to bring the light not the, the band the darkness no who are awesome Although, by the way hey, yeah. you love them you're going to see them right i am in a couple months way to go I know, I'm rock excited. and roll i'm very excited <laughs> spandex rock and roll well searching for some tracks i you know i have a list of must listens to just stacks and stacks and stacks of records in every room of my house that haven't been given the treatment that they deserve which is a front to back playback so i looked through some records and i found one by this dude bobby hebb and an album entitled Love Games. The cover, it's like two African-American hands joined in love. And I'm like, man, there's got to be some heartbreak stuff on here. So I checked it out. I was slightly disappointed. It does not sound like the album sort of portrayed it to sound. As you were shooting for, like you thought it would be more baby-making music. Deep soul. Yeah. Baby-making yeah. music. You know, shit to make you either maybe would cause an erection or make you cry. And nowhere in between. That's not, maybe both at the same time. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I just yeah, cry. I mean, sad boners are a real thing. And we'll get into that more. <laughs> uh, we will discuss. We'll take a deep dive into the phenomenon known as the sad boner. But <laughs> that will, but. is for a different episode. For sure it is. Um, so anyway, he's got this track on there. She broke my heart. And I'm like, I'm going to give that a try. We're going to play a little bit of that here. And as you can hear, he's he's getting into it. She broke my heart. I said she broke my heart. And it's coming along. Yeah. She broke my heart. 
broke my heart. And then say what? You did what? <laughs> so this one didn't really age well. Um, and I don't think that it's going to make our mix. In the age of political correctness, <laughs> um, this is so uncorrect. Correct. Is that a word? Uncorrect? Yeah. Correct. It is uncorrect. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's, I, I thought of the actual the Guns N' Roses. I used to love her, but I had to kill yeah. her. Yeah, that came into mind, too. And I mean, in Guns N' Roses in general, although they're you know going to be touring the world and probably make millions of dollars on their shit, like when they started, there's a lot of like uh, PC elements that they sort of, I mean, it's going to be hard to justify if they were a band that really gave a shit about any of that. Right, right, right. You know, because what, I mean, like, in the album sleeves, I used to get excited as a child because there would be some boobies or there would be some uh, uh, sleeping lady with her panties down. That's neat. I want to get a little peeper or hoo-ha. That, I had no idea that the imagery meant something totally, you know. That only or, happens in Los Angeles, though. <laughs> God, what a terrible place. Great music coming from there, though. Gotta say. So, Jay, um, we have our anti-Valentine's Day episode coming up. Very excited. Me too. And uh, let's get into it. This is for all you lovers out there who have lost your lovers. Lovers, lovers, lovers. Take a lot of pain Love is like a cloud Holds a lot of rain Love hurts Jay, the breakup record is a category of record that we deeply appreciate. We didn't really want to go obvious with it. Like I said, I had The Boatman's Call by Nick Cave. That's a classic, but just really wasn't feeling it. And there's tons of other breakup records that are marketed and known in history as that. But we wanted to dig a little deeper into our collections and share some different things. So I'm going to put the ball into your court and let you describe your first favorite breakup record with the people. <laughs> Thank you for putting it in my court there, Bjorn Bork. Yeah. Is that what his name was? Bjorn Bork? Hell yeah, dude. Um, there's a, when we first started talking about um, what the subject matter was going to be for this, obviously there's a bunch of songs that popped into my mind almost instantly. But as far as song cycles go, yeah, like full records, um, the first one I thought of was a record called Here, My Dear, Here, Comma, My Dear by Marvin Gaye. And there's an interesting story, if you don't mind getting into it. No, I would love to. Came about. And, and, and that's 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 whole other level. Because basically, um, at this point, whether you know or not, Marvin Gaye was married to a woman named Anna Gordy, who mm-hmm. happened to be the sister of Motown's Barry Gordy. About go. 10 years his senior, the relationship was gone to shit. They were getting a divorce. Yes. And uh, when, the, when they started talking about alimony and whatnot, Marvin Gaye pretty much said, I, I don't, I, I can't pay you anything. I don't have the money. I can't, you know, at this point he was buying a lot of cocaine and, bo- and, and boats. Right. It he's was buying, up his nose sure. or in the, in the, in the he's, lake. Yeah. He's buying cocaine and boats. <laughs> and he says, I don't have any money. So his ex-wife or his soon to be ex-wife, future ex-wife, 
her attorney said, well, let's do this. You are, you're going to get a advance on this next record of $600,000. So the story goes. You're going to get this advance for the $600,000 for the next record. We'll take that advance, and when you record the record, the proceeds from that record will come to her. And that was an agreement. They, they actually agreed to that. And that doesn't seem to be a bad deal at all, right? No. Because this guy's a hit maker by this time, and he's creatively doing what he wants to do sure. and proving even his wife's brother wrong. Barry was like, I'm not seeing this happen with his earlier albums. But the guy had it. He knew it was going to be a hit. He could do it. This should have been a successful endeavor. She should have got her money, and he could move on with his cocaine yeah. on boats with new ladies. <laughs> and initially, too, he had thought about taking the sonic dive. Like, he, he thought, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to put out this turd of a record. Record, right. Just to, just to kind of like, you know, a big F you to her. But Marvin Gaye, yeah, he's too much he's of an not, artist to do that. He can't do so that. So what he did was, is he actually created a whole song cycle, two records. It's a two record set right. about the the him meeting her, the, basically the, the trajectory of the relationship, right. the dissolution of the relationship yep. in two records. I mean, he that's what artists do. It's like, oh my God, it's like, all right, I'm going to express myself in the only way that I know how. This, this marriage has gone to shit. I'm going to miss you. I don't want this to happen. It, all the confusion, all that stuff that comes with the breakup is all on these two records. Yeah, so it may be the most literal breakup record ever recorded. Yeah, absolutely. And I showed you the, the cover, <laughs> which is beautiful. Before, it's it's a gatefold cover. Mm-hmm. And talking about literal, like literally, if you open up the, the gatefold, there is a, a faux Monopoly board. There's two hands. One's obviously Marvin's hand. One is obviously Anna's hand. And he's giving her a record. On her, his side of the Monopoly board is his piano, his equipment, right. his recorder. On her side... All the shit that he's... The only shit he's got left. <laughs> yeah. And he's handing her this <laughs> tiny record. And her hand, on her side, there is money, Monopoly oh. money, the Cadillac, the cars, like all this stuff. So it couldn't actually be more literal. Right. That's, that's such a cool, yeah. cool idea. And you look at the song titles on there, too. I mean, it's like, Here, My Dear. It's like, okay, here's the record. You know, I met a little girl. Obviously, they're getting into their relationship. Like, But right. you don't get more literal again than when did you stop loving me? When did I stop loving you? Right. And everyone needs love. And there's a song on there called Anna's Song. It's like, you don't get much more literal. Come on, that. man. Yeah. So he really uh, put the screws to her sonically. And she reaped all the benefits, but this album didn't really sell that well. It didn't well, did sell it? very well. And, and, uh, Panned it, by critics for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And I think in, in retrospect, I mean, if you listen to it a lot, I think a lot of critics have come around on it. Yeah. But at the time, it didn't sell that. So it. <laughs> well, I mean, because the gimmick was so out in the open. And, you know, I mean, if you're going to be a vindictive dick and then expect that your art's going to be able to shine through immediately, I mean, what people are going to see immediately is this effort you're making to screw your wife well, out I'm, of millions of dollars. I'm not really sure that he, like, I feel like he thought it was still going to sell. I, I feel yeah. like he made this artistic... Expression? Expression, with, like, because it was all that he could do. It was like, it was, I'm an artist, so I'm going to write about what I know, and then right now I'm in the middle of a shitstorm of a divorce. Right. You know, I don't really see it as, like, really, because he could have put out a piece of crap. A total piece of crap. But he went the other way and said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna work out all my demons with this record." Yeah, this and record. I like I like it. Yeah. I think it sounds cool. Yeah, I think there's too. a normal progression from what he had going on previously and what he was gonna eventually get into. I think it's rad. I think it's Marvin. Uh, maybe not at his best, but it's Marvin definitely getting to the point where you can call him a genius. Yeah, he's a, a true artist. Let I mean, me every, every sense of the word. Yeah, let me ask you this: If, if there was one track on that record that you could decide to put onto our mixtape that we're going to produce at the end of this episode, what would that track be? And again, it's completely literal, and it's like there's no hiding 
the emotion or the feeling here. Nope. I'm gonna, I want to use the track for the mixtape. It's called You Can Leave, But It's Gonna Cost You. And you should know yeah. that in the lyrics, it's like, she said, you're going to leave, it's going to cost you. But I, I, I mean, right. you don't get much more. Yeah, I mean, basically, it was like, I don't care how much it costs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go ahead. We're going to do our, our tennis, our volleying back and forth here. Sure. Uh, what is the first track that you would like to use as your example of the anti-love song? It's a record entitled What We Lost in the Fire, We Gain in the Flood, and it's by a group called the Minor Birds, who incidentally share a name with uh, a group, Minor Birds, that was a Motown group. Rick James? Rick and James Neil Young. And Neil Young. <laughs> yeah, right? And she didn't know that at the time, but when she found that out, she thought that would be really cool just to keep it that way to see if there was going to be any legal... You know, yeah. and, whatnot. and she would only benefit from that. But that's sure. Laura Byrne. Yeah, she's just a great artist. This is her first record under the moniker of the Mina Birds. And it's like kind of like an alt-country pop record. And everything is produced just impeccably well. All these songs are songs about loss or reflecting on loss or how to get through things. It's just a, it's a fantastic record. It clocks in in about a half an hour. Just 10 solid tracks, front to back, a burn. I love it. This is a great record. If you're feeling shitty, but still have a need to feel hope in your heart, <laughs> this is the record you're going to want to put on and the And you only table. need a half hour. you got to appreciate the brevity of getting it under 30 minutes. Right, and there are no stinkers. Minutes. I mean, these are all great, Solid. great, great tracks. The track that I would like to spotlight is a track called Right Place. And it is a song essentially about going through these feelings where, hey, I got your number, you got mine, we could make things right. And as the song progresses, she's like, everything falls in its right place. And by the end of the song, it's like, if you lost my number, I'll lose yours. <laughs> this wasn't going to fucking happen. You know, no matter how hard I tried, God knows I tried, but I'm getting over yo ass. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the pleasure of having Laura at a Hell's Half Mile last year. And it was one of the, I usually don't like geek out or fanboy out for anybody that's talent because there's so many things you have to consider. You know, you're running logistics, you're trying to make everybody comfortable. You've got all these fires to put out or you're being prepared to put out fires that haven't even like started flaming up yet. But I was like totally crushing like on the stage as I went to introduce her I was nervous as shit <laughs> so pretty and I tell you what Jay she pulled me over before she started playing the keys to open this song and she whispered in my ear we'd really like some vodka sodas in the green room <laughs> and it brought me back down to oh, earth wait. I have a job here yeah. that's right I forgot and, about uh, that and I got her her drinks and she put on a show and what a pro if you ever get a chance to see her on tour, please do so. Pick up her records or stream them or however you get them. And that's the Minor Birds. And I, I concur. I actually really do like that band a lot, too. And she was very nice when I spoke to her at the merch table, which is always appreciated. But, yeah, they're, they're a great band. They have, like, three records out altogether. Yeah, like three, three records under lights. the Minor Birds. And I think there's an EP that came out where she, like, covered some Portishead tracks or something. But I, we imagine from what we've gathered that during tour she was going to start writing 
another record. So we should see that in 2020 or perhaps 2021, a new Minor Birds record. And I'm going to geek out further too. If you buy the Minor Birds stuff and you like it and you like her voice and you like what she does, she was also in a band. Um, they released one record, uh, one of the guys from Q and Not You. Okay. Um, they released a record under the name Georgie James, which is more like indie pop stuff. It's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. much, much different than the Minor Birds stuff. Sure. But if you really like her and you love her voice, you should go back and probably try to find that as yeah, well. It's well, it's well worth searching for. Why it's not? a great record. Jay, can you let me know your next breakup album or song that really tugs at the old glitch heartstrings when you're feeling down on yourself and helps you through it? Let us know what it is. So when we first started talking about the concept of what we wanted to do for this month, having it be Valentine's Day and anti-love songs, one of the first things that popped into my head as far as song cycles go, the other one was Afghan Wigs, Gentlemen. That was the first thing that popped into my head like a month ago when we first started talking about this. And this is a well-known breakup record. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, is, as I was trying to figure out which song I wanted to use for the mixtape, I was really... Did you ever have like a, a, a record or something that you, you thought was about one thing, yeah. but as you actually started to dig a little bit deeper and you started to really like look at it, you realized that you were wrong the whole time? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to come by. It happens to me all the sure. fucking time. Sure, and, and that's how the Afghan Wigs Gentleman was for me. Because like, I've always considered it like this kind of almost like a concept record about the dissolution of a, of a relationship. But as I was really looking at the lyrics, like, like looking at every word and trying to figure out what song I wanted to use for the mix, I realized that this record isn't so much about a relationship that's broken up. This record is about the relationship that's broken up in the garbage that you take from that relationship into the next relationship. All right, so there's baggage there. So it is technically still a breakup record, but it's from the perspective of what this breakup has done to me and has affected me for the rest of eternity. Exactly. And this is what I've got from it. Holy shit, yeah. that is dark. Yeah, and I never, <laughs> yeah, and I never, I guess I never really realized it. Like literally, until like an hour before I got here, I'm like, this is what this record is all about. And I didn't, I, it never hit me before until today. That it is the it's, it is it's the garbage. It's like you know when they say when you move away you just take your problems with you. Right. It's the same thing. It's like you you just got out of a relationship, this cancerous relationship. Just it was just dismal from the get go. You were not good for each other. No. Nope. But then you move on to the next relationship and you're still dragging that shit with you. Oh yeah. And how do you get rid of that? I mean that's it's who you are. Yeah. Healing your heart isn't as easy as just, you know, writing a record and it's over. I mean, he's talking about this is going to affect him for the rest of his life, and there is no hope at the end of this record. Exactly, exactly. If you're that damaged, dude, you got a long Yeah, and this is is one of the most harrowing records I've ever heard. This is like if I'm drinking whiskey by myself and I throw this record on, it's perfect So you listen to it every weekend? Pretty pretty much, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, that was interesting, like, discovery for me that I was wrong about this record the whole time. But I mean, it's still an amazing record. It's right. just, it's just brutally, like, it, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just brutal. And it still fits with the theme of the show. I mean, it, I, and, and that was the thing is like I wanted to talk to you about. Like, yeah. Does it fit the theme of the show? But then thank you for like. I can reaffirm that it does. Reaffirm yeah. that it does. I mean, and you have songs on there called "If I Were Going" and "We Two Parted" and "My Curse" and it, yeah, all the songs. Dude. All I mean, yeah. Yeah, what a great record. If you had to choose 
like one track that we can put on our mix that's going to sort of sum up that whole record. Can you do that for me? Yeah, I just want, and I wanted to stay away from all of the MTV videos because there was the video right. for Gentlemen and Debonair. Yeah, because this record really sort of springboarded them into popularity. Sure, it, really, it, it did, but still a lot of people don't know about them. But I'm going to go with just the opening track, if I were going, is the track that I'm going to use for, for the mixtape. Yeah, and it's really going to set the tone for the life of misery that we're going to experience <laughs> afterwards. Good choice. <laughs> all right, so back at you. Your next choice for breakup record or breakup song or love sucks, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, there's a couple genres that I, I feel like we cannot neglect when we talk about songs of heartbreak. And one of those is, you know, country music. Obviously. And I was going to, I made a couple purchases on the old Discogs for some jukebox 45s or some tracks that I thought really exemplified, like, you know, songs that I really cared about that were just devastating. So I was thinking about a jukebox 45 of George Jones's He Stopped Loving Her Today, which is one of the uh, all-time best heartbreak songs because essentially he stopped loving her because the motherfucker is in the ground and that's the only way that he stopped loving her but he's dead that's terrible and is there anything more country than sitting in a bar and playing that song on the jukebox i don't think and just so. like wallowing in yeah your it's such a it's such a terribly sad sad beautiful country song However, you know, it didn't come in yet from the discogs the guy's been <laughs> sleeping i ordered it on the 11th of january and if i had like I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to put him on blast. But you know, seller, you know who you are. You're a dick bag. But people should appreciate the fact that we're not cheating because we could have easily taken this from another source. Yeah, and I'm not. We we don't do we're that. We're not we cheating. We want only. the pops. We want the crackles. I'm going to stick with the country though. But I'm going to go like sort of new country. Okay. This, what do you got? Uh, from Bloodshot Records, which uh, puts out all the the newer alt country uh, classics. We got Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, and off the their latest record entitled Years. I think. I think it came out in 2017. She's got a song called Good as Gold. It's uh, track one, side one. And uh, she's in interviews um, described how this song came about, at least lyrically. Um, basically, she was breaking up with some dude. Shit was bad. She didn't love him anymore. And the only thing that he could mutter out of his, you know, chaitin' mouth was that, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be good as gold. Like the classic uh, gaslighting that's going to be taking place and she's gonna she's supposed to feel guilty that she's gonna be good as gold because she was a rising star in the industry but not like she doesn't all those bloodshot bands like they travel they they tour all year long and nobody's making a million dollars they're putting out records they're putting in work but all this guy could say is you're gonna be good as good as gold and i'm i'm gonna be gone and you're gonna be good as gold well she took that argument and then she wrote a song like from his perspective with that catchphrase good as gold in the chorus and i think it's just a really cool song man it's got uh, sad subject matter but it doesn't keep you feeling like super down on yourself just in the honky-tonk riffs i mean it's kind of a nice jukebox shuffler i don't know country lingo does it even make sense it's a cool <laughs> song that's what we're gonna put on the mix jay i love that <laughs> a, a jukebox shuffler the ju- <laughs> <laughs> Jay, can you give me another heartbreak song and or breakup record that you would like to discuss? Okay, well, I'm on a song cycle, so we're not talking about records. We're going to go to right. specific tracks. And when we first talked about this, there was about four or five songs that popped into my head right. almost instantly. And I literally, like, picked up this 45 today. And I, I was telling you earlier, like, 
if I had forgotten this, I would yeah. have made us come back and do this whole thing again. So thank so the I Lord. could have included this because it's so obvious. I would have hated myself if had I not included it. So what's this song that you would have made us do more work because we forgot about it? It is the song, and a lot of people are probably familiar with this song. Maybe you're not. I don't know, but it is a, a song called "I Am the Cosmos" by yeah. Chris Bell. Yeah, and those words, dude. Chris Bell, who, if, again, if you don't know, was, yeah. a, was a singer, songwriter, part of the band Big Star, yep. cult favorites, Big Star. Um, it was a solo record that he did. Honestly, it's a it is a hymn, not H I M. It's a hymn, H M Y N. Wow. To the brokenhearted, it is one of the most achingly beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. It truly is, and lyrically, it is. I'm a sucker for words, you know, poetry. He's got some lines in here that are pretty powerful. Well, I mean, the, the song starts with, I mean, the, when you start with lyrics, like every night I tell myself, I am the cosmos, I am the wind, right. but that don't get you back again. You right, know where dude. you're going. It does not matter. He no. could be fucking God, Jesus incarnate. And you know what? He's not going to make that miracle of her coming back. She is gone. And the, the music, everything about it is sad and forlorn. The guitar solos are sad. Right. Every, the, it, it sounds like it's it, the it, the production is kind of, it almost feels draggy, like almost like a, like a quaalude kind of draggy yeah. from the 70s. Yeah, dude. And it's just completely depressing on like every level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just an amazing song. The way he turns the lyrics around in the end of that, discuss that because we were that's t- really awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, so on the fade out he's repeating like I'd really like to see you again I really want to see you again he repeats that over and over but on the fade out as he says the two he throws in that third line I never want to see you again. And the song just stalls at that point. It's, just, it's on the fade out, and Dude. there's just no more perfect way to end that song. It's a perfect production. It really is. I mean, that, that song, it, it, it gives me goosebumps. There, there's not going to be a single time that, that those lyrics are going to come out of the... the I'm going to hear that, those lyrics, that's not going to give me goosebumps. I can't wait to get goosebumps and cry about that song. It's awesome. In the mix. Yeah. All right. So back at you. What do you got going? What is the the next track that you want to go ahead and spotlight here? An indie rock group uh, named The Kickback. They put out a record entitled Weddings and Funerals. Also as an HHM alumni. Exactly. Exactly. And one of our shittiest venues ever, but they still brought it. Yeah, they made the show interesting. This is a breakup record. Uh, It's discussed in almost every review how it should stand up to all the other well-known breakup records like the gentleman that we discussed and like Mr. Gay's Hear My Dear. Yeah, Hear My Dear that we discussed. And like The Boatman's Call by Nick Cave. I mean, this really slides into that and adds an extra layer of awesomeness in that genre of breakup records. It's cool, man. It has, like, pretty strong, like, indie tones to it, right? These single tracks could be sort of played on the XMUs of the Sirius Radio. You know what I mean? That's how much they sound indie, but they're not done cheesily. I mean, there's a lot of artistry that goes into the lyrics and to putting all the sounds together, and I just really love this record. Yeah, they're, they're, they are really a great band. I was like super impressed with them. And live, I don't know if they're still if they're still together, if they're still touring. They're one of the best yeah. live bands I've ever seen. Yeah, they're really cool. I mean, he threw up his guitar up to touch the top of the, the venue, and he caught it on the downswing and continued to strum. I mean, it's rock and roll. Man. It is. So from that record, though, so from the mixtape, what's the song that you want to spotlight? I want to I want to spotlight the last track on the record, the closing track. It's called Latest Obsession. It starts out with these chaotic drums, and then they sort of go into it like a like a drum machine beat after that. Then he comes in with some strong lyrics. The guitars and shit break up during the chorus. Uh, it's just a really solid indie tune. I think it's gonna add some uh, cool shit to our mix. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Jay. 
Are you ready to cry, my friend? Are you crying yet? Or are you? <laughs> we seem to be pretty good. I'm always near tears anyway, as a general rule. Uh, yeah. Life isn't fair. Yeah, when your baseline is that low, it's hard yeah. to... It, I mean, it would take literally like two more challengers blowing up like while we recorded this podcast <laughs> to get this motherfucker to shed a tear because he's that sad and, already. And a couple more beers. <laughs> That's true. Can you let me know what your next choice for a heartbreaking tune is going to be? Which is perfect since we're talking about crying in our beer songs. Um, when we talked about this, this was there was again like four or five songs that popped into my head right away, and one of those songs was a song by Thin Lizzy called Borderline. Yep, that's a great tune. Man. And it, it and it is absolutely a crying in your beer Irish yeah. blues. He, he's at the bar lamenting the. The, his relationship falling apart. Yes. You know, the beer's not doing it. He's nope. got to switch to something gotta, stronger. Yeah, because he's had like seven and he's still sober. Exactly. And, and he has to turn over to something more. I mean, the, the words that he uses in these lyrics, it's like almost astonishing that they haven't been used together before to say that same thing. And when you hear that, I mean, you're just so impressed because it was there in the universe it's all so the universal, time. And absolutely. it took this fucking guy to put everything together and put it out in the world. And I love well, it. Philip Lennon is no joke. And he's talking to his bartenderess whose name is Jeannie so he's yeah. pouring his heart out to another woman bar- right. bartender which is awesome too but it, it literally is like the like for me like one of the greatest crying in your beer yeah uh, my lover left me song of all time for me right and it's not this way like he's trying to get into this uh barmaid's pants because no, I mean, he even he's being a really kind good dude and using her for the service of just commiserating him through this breakup and he's not trying to f- her which to me is insane <laughs> <laughs> it just for me i just look at it as it's it's irish blues yeah man I'm looking at it. but yeah it's, it's it's one of my favorite songs and by it's it easily like top five favorite thin lizzy songs of oh, can't for wait sure. can't wait to hear that uh thin lizzy on the mix it's gonna be so tight all right what do you got next i've got uh, a tune by a gentleman uh whose name is sufjan stevens and it's from a <laughs> From his most recent LP, and I'm going to assume Carrie that you pronounced that correctly. I think we, I did. You did a whole Abbott thing before the show yeah. about. Yeah, there's something on correctly. the on the Hard Times, which is basically the Onion for the for the music fan, right? Yeah. And they had this article. <laughs> it was titled "You've Done It. You've Pronounced Sufjan Stevens' Name Wrong." audibly in a record store and then it was like it was like a how to what you had to do next to erase your identity like taking off your fingerprints and cutting up all your credit cards and quitting going off the grid and all these things you need to do because you're so embarrassed that you said (laughs) Sufjan Stevens name wrong He's a good artist. He's got like, I don't know, probably six or seven full-length albums. He's working on another one as we speak. That's going to be a new age release, like Yanni type shit. So (laughs) that ought to be interesting. But he's done electro type stuff. He's done dance type stuff. And he's done a lot of acoustic balladry and things. He's probably best known for his Michigan album. And then he was going to do an Illinois album. Well, he did do the Illinois record. He's he's never going to live long enough, obviously, to do each thing. But that was what was the right. I mean, he was so good. Like people were, oh, I can't can't wait till he gets to Iowa or whatever the fuck, you know, because he started with Welcome to Michigan and then it was the subtitle, Come On, Feel the Illinois, Illinois but it was an Illinois record. And, uh, you know, we had a song about John Wayne Gacy here. And the, anyway, this guy's a, a good artist. And I'm going to uh, highlight uh, a heartbreaking song. He finds himself in the midst of a relationship post-coitus, I think. And um, 
he's seen all the red flags and he knows that this relationship isn't is doomed going, yeah it is like doomed it's like not going to happen the way that he dreamt that it would happen and it's a very sad tune and it's titled all of me wants all of you but when sung in the song itself it's like all of me wants less of you and less of you and less of you and you can see where he's going with that so when you're talking about heartbreaking relationships it's not always when they end but it sometimes is the moment when you know that it's eventually going to end and right. that's just as heartbreaking and it's just a beautiful song great artist check him out um don't say his name wrong in a record store you're gonna have to because uh, you will be mocked yeah that'd be terrible yeah what do you got for me jay another heartbreak song for us um i'm gonna go ahead and again there's i'm gonna go with the the next couple we're gonna do are the ones that popped into my head right away and um this one's kind of bittersweet because we just lost a major member of this band. The next song I want to yeah. do is a song called Anthrax by a band called Gang of Four. Just a week and a half ago, Andy Gill left this earth. Gang of Four, one of my favorite bands ever. And so, yeah, I want to use Anthrax from the first record, which is called Entertainment! And, exclamation point. And which is cool because it, it not only you know fits with the with the theme of the show, but it's, if we're going to like memorialize uh, Gill in any way, it is like the standout performance in that song is his angular guitars that I think influenced the whole generation and continues to influence like what you can do as far as noise is concerned with that instrument it's it, pretty impressive yeah and, and i've said too i mean this band and again new york city's bush tetras but gang of four pretty much introduced or created dance rock it's rock right. and roll that you can that you can dance to so cool dude the songs <laughs> rule so hard it's not even uh it's not even a broken heart song they actually just tackle the concept of love itself and it's great because it works on a couple different levels i mean there's the actual the singing of the lyrics that goes on and you gotta love the chorus which is love is like a case of anthrax I, that's something i don't want to catch, catch right. which is awesome uh -huh. but while the song is playing there is a guy speaking underneath and i still don't really know who that is it's probably somebody in the band I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how cliche it is that through the ages, the whole concept of love, whether it be music or whatever art, art in general, mm -hmm. how it's been overused and how we've almost been brainwashed into yeah. thinking that love is this great thing when it's obviously when it's yeah and he's he's like discrediting the general idea that great art can come from heartbreak and and in the same time you know what I mean? Here's some fucking great art coming from describing it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why this song is so great because it works on those multiple levels. Right. And then musically, it's it's just amazing. It's just a great song. I don't period. know how they produce those records. And you you said that the, like a certain dude, a well-known producer, well, they, was, had a hand in that. Yeah, well, they got back together and they actually re-recorded stuff from the first two records. I'm like, why would you do no. that? Like, it didn't make any sense because what they did was so original. And they're like, well, we're better musicians now. We know what we're doing now. I'm like, that's not always the best thing. <laughs> it's it's strange. I wish, you know, at some points I wish I had more like Andy Reid in me where I could like describe like what is happening on the boards to make this. But to me, it sounds like every instrument had its own little pocket that was at 10, but they never hit at the same time so that there was any distortion involved. It's like everything was on equal footing, the bass, the drums, and again, these screeching angular guitars. And no one used distortion like Gang of Four. Yeah, right, and even way. after the guitars would drop out and then the bass and the drums would keep over, there was no like, okay, now it's settling down. Man, it's still just charging ahead. It's still full volume. It is still an awesome part. I mean, it's just a fucking cool way they did things. And then somehow there's still space in there, yeah. which blows my mind too. That's like what you're saying, but there's 
there's still space in all of those songs too, which I, I, I really, I mean, they're they're just really ahead of their time. And kicking a four is really like lightning in the bottle. I mean, that was yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. Again, we're we're just lucky that it happened, right? And that we can appreciate it exactly. All right, so uh, I'm gonna hit it back to you. We're gonna keep going with the tennis, uh, the tennis. I don't know what the word is. I, Lolly, volley, volley, volley. Yeah, do the volley. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, I backhanded to you. Uh huh. And, and so, what do you got next? Well, I'm pr- I probably whiff, but then you know, but then I serve. So it would again. I. So right, hit it over the fence, and then you got to go chase it, <laughs> and it sucks. That's I, I have the the ball girl peel my banana. <laughs> I don't know. That was in the news reads. Like, see how relevant Lightning Links Radio is now? Like, I know that happened at some fucking match. Or I didn't something. even know about that. So this is what I'm, I'm learning something today. I didn't know. I'd love about to clear that. it up with like who it was or why it was bad. What happened? Some dude who was a tennis player. He's a pro. Had the ball girl peel his banana between sets, and it was a big issue. How People did I hated not it. hear about that? I don't know. What a prima donna. I know what a dick. <laughs> I wanted to put this mystery tennis player on blast. We do not approve. No, we he's don't. like He's like the Bobby Hebb of Wimbledon. Exactly. What a dick. How Peel dare my he? banana. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I got an artist, Will Oldman, who goes by the moniker of Bonnie Prince Billy. Bonnie Prince Billy, he does mostly acoustic type folk stuff, but he he experiments. I mean, he's had residencies in notable museum establishments to record new records. His art is very respected. He's got a couple records that have been given perfect tens. I mean, pretty much across the board in certain critical circles, right? So this guy's got his shit together. I love his voice. It can be very fragile and not in key at points. When he really needs to bring it, he can bring it strong. Uh, And off of the record, ease down the road, which isn't necessarily considered one of his best, but there's this track on there where it's just his vocals and an organ. Which is gonna fit the bill for us. Yeah, yeah, it's a very short track and it is called Careless Love. And I wanted to include that on the mix because it's short, it's soft. I would say it's sweet, but it is kind of somber, but it's just a good track. And if you haven't heard Bonnie Prince Billy, I think you get enough from this song to want to hear more if it happens to be your cup of tea. And if not, hey man, it's over real quick. So don't don't sweat it. <laughs> it's a great song and I feel bad that he's like one of those he's one of those artists that I've kind of slept on. I don't know much about him. I was working a lot of music retail at the time and right. a lot of people that I worked with was really into him and I feel like I because I'm contrarian. So yeah. if, if if there's if it's a buzz band yeah, or a buzz when, there, artist, when there's a buzz, it's, I mean it's like kind of like a double-edged sword, right? You want all the bands you love to catch the buzz and why didn't they make it and blah 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 but when you get introduced to a band that seems to have all that buzz yeah. and then you can you can uh, participate in the success that might be happening for the and you just, you just nah I'd but rather not, not. No, not I'd rather like, stick with my shitty bands blah 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 I'm gonna find yeah. my own bands I don't I don't need these buzz bands but yeah I, but I feel like but in the tracks that we played today like I I feel like I need to uh, just like kind of explore him a little bit more yeah well you'll have this on the mix for the rest of your life to listen to so <laughs> if it like ever happens then, then you can uh, you can thank Lightning Licks Radio. <laughs> How about that? I, it sounds good. It sounds good. We're, we're, provide, we're providing a service here. Uh, right. Yeah. What do you, yeah. I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum here. All right. And I'm going to go with some 80s, I don't want to call it synth pop. No. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm spotlighting a band called Sparks, who is one of my favorite bands of all time. They've done every genre. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they just happened to be in the 80s. They were doing synth stuff. But again, to go back to the theme I was talking about with the Anthrax by Gang of Four, this is not a heartbreak song so much as no. it's an anti-love song. 
and it's a song called Eaten by the Monster of Love. Yeah, beware, the monster of love, don't get eaten. And we kind of talked about this too, like I feel like these songs, like especially this song, it's like, and we talked about Joe Jackson's Fools in Love. Like people right. are dissing love, but they're only jealous because they don't happen to have it at the time. Right, yeah. It's, so I, I think that that's kind of funny <laughs> too, because like, you know, we all want that, no yeah. matter how much we say that we don't. Yep. So yeah, this song is called Eaten by the Monster of Love. And this Mo- was featured in Valley Girl? Or? Yeah, if you if most people would know this for when the when Nicolas Cage, and I can't think of the actor that plays his buddy in that, they go to the Valley Party, it's in one right. of the party scenes. But um, it's basically uh, basically about how uh, love is bad. Love is evil. And obviously they're equating love with a monster, something that will chew you up and spit Bit you, you out, out for the most part. Yeah. Okay. It's just this jaunty little number, which is going to stick out like a sore thumb on the mix because it isn't like somber and sad. But it's, it's just a funny song. It's a great song. Why do monsters, Jay? When they eat you, always spit you out. Why do they never ingest your ass? That is like a totally, totally different uh, episode. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I'm not an aficionado of of, of monster movies okay. or, or creature feature films like that. I don't I, really. I don't really know. I just think monsters really need to be more sure what they're putting in their mouth. And I mean, if you're not gonna eat it, just let it let it be. I mean, you're causing a lot of problems there. Monster of love. The monster. <laughs> Jay. Do you have another record for us that we can spotlight that is going to make us feel heartbroken or better about ourselves after a heartbreak or that we just want to play when we want to cry? What is it going to be? There's a, a gentleman, an artist, his name is Emmett Rhodes. He was in a 60s band called, I think, The Miracle Round. But he did a couple solo records for uh, Dunhill Records at ABC Records. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a one-man band. He recorded the first two records on four-track in his home. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. The first Emmett Rhodes record is the warmest record I've ever heard in my life. I couldn't believe it. I, this was the first time I heard it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love those drums. Oh, my God, I love that bass. Oh, my God. You're like, yeah, it was all he did about himself. Yeah, and, and and he has a tragic story kind of himself, too, because he signed this contract where he was supposed to supply the record company with, like, so many records per year. Right. But he was, like, one guy creating this all himself. It took him forever to make his first record. And so, basically, there was no way he could ever keep up with what the record label wanted him to do. So he made, like, two records, and he basically just disappeared for years. Like, he was oh, so man. put off by the record industry, and they kind of chewed him up and spit him out. Just like the monster of love. Exactly. And that's what That's what the music industry does, too. The music industry is much like love. Yeah. But um, to go back to the first record, there's a song on the first record. It's the first song on Side 2 called You Should Be Ashamed. And I love the fact that there's not a lot of love songs where he actually, no. where they scold yeah. the ex-lover. God, I love those, though. And Emmett's like, basically, you, you. You should so be ashamed. many ways you made me sad. So many ways Wait. you made me feel bad. So so many ways that you've destroyed me, you should be ashamed of you how you treated be. me. What a bitch. It, and it's a great song, and I never really hear too many songs saying, you know what, you treat me like shit, and you yeah. should feel bad for that. Right, because you always want to be the better man or the better woman, as it may be. You always want to have at least shown at some point that you've had some growth as a human being, and you want them to feel jealous that you're getting along so well the whole i am all right i am all right but all these things happen that he doesn't waste no time no, with that it's just basically how dare exactly. you that he's admitting like you fucked me over yeah. and you should feel awful about that because you were a terrible human and being. i hope you do i hope the next time you tongue kiss somebody you <laughs> choke on your own tongues it's terrible but that's that's the song that i want to go ahead and spotlight from that record it's a great song and if you can find the first two emmett Rhodes records anywhere pick them up because yeah, they're give them a spin. both well worth owning 
mean, for sure. All right, so I'm gonna do uh, my next one. And you were talking about earlier, like how the country music genre and the blues genre, that yeah. stuff is ripe for heartbreak. Totally. But I'm gonna throw another genre of music in the mix, and that is power pop, which is basically yeah. a bunch of teenagers in their heart, teenage guys pining for women it is. All, the all the time, fucking time. And yeah. so, like, almost every power pop song is somebody pining either for that a woman is, they can't have yes. or a woman they used to have and don't have anymore. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, from the first Dwight Twilly Band record called Sincerely. I think it's the first record. Uh, and there's a song on there. Again, it's pretty basic. It's called I'm Losing You. It's like two. It's one of the most beautiful. Yeah. It's like, really pretty. Like, beautiful breakup songs I've ever heard in my life. If you were just listening to the music, you wouldn't think of it. But it's two minutes and 11 seconds. It gets in and gets out. Right. It, it does its thing and it moves on. But the thing I love about this, too, is again going back into like a, a way that people approach love. Like I don't hear it very often. But the very first, there's only like two verses in it. And the very first verse is basically, I know I'm losing you. I sense I'm losing you. But the second verse is he's saying that this came so easily Ooh. that I knew that it was going to fall apart. Yeah, we, I think we've been there too. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like you're like oh my god, this is going so easily, it can't possibly last. And I don't hear that very much either in love songs. Or, no, you or don't. You don't hear that in heartbreak it, songs. I guess the cliche that uh, could relate to that is like, oh, the honeymoon's over, and when that happens very quickly, when it's this whirlwind love where everything's going right, and then the honeymoon's over and the realness arrives. Like for them to take the idea is like, okay, that was that. It's over. Usually people try to work through that bullshit and spend a bunch of time trying to get back what they once had. Sure, yeah. He knows better. I mean, he's like, no, it's done. It was too good to be true. Exactly, and I identify with it at that level. If you're at all like a pessimist, like you know that I am. You are? Yeah, it's oh. true. It's true. And like, you know, you know, that it's like, oh my God, this is happening too easily. Yep. Things are going too well. When's that shoe gonna drop? Yeah, and, and that you could know that it's gonna drop. You could internalize it as like if you're an anxiety type, you know, or, or if you self-loathing type things. You could have a lot of personality like issues where you'd be more apt to fucking take that road, right? You're yeah. gonna be like, it's me. I mean, after all, it's me. There's no way that this good thing could happen to me. It just cut in the fucking cord. That's real, man. And in a sense, too, it's almost like self-sabotage. You're yeah. like, like you also, this relationship could happen, and you're probably killing it by overthinking it, too, which uh -huh. also happens as well, too. So I, I, the song works on a bunch of different levels. So it's the Dwight Twilley Band. The record or the album it's from is called Sincerely, and the name of the song is called I'm Losing You. And man, it's the vocal performance song. on that is not Yeah, it's just bananas. a sweet vocal, and you wouldn't really even know how like heartbroken it is by just listening to it it's just a beautiful song it is okay yeah. that's what we've got we're gonna sort of compile all these into a mix the most heartbreaking mix your ears ever ever did hear are you ready to get to mix and jay absolutely this i look forward to this every single month i can't <laughs> wait to see how this falls together all right let's get to mixing baby let's do it baby do it baby do it baby Okay. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. Julie, like, we'll What a surprise finding you here. Well, where should I be? At home waiting for the phone to ring? I could grow old and prune up waiting for that to happen. Funny. What's your problem? What's my problem? Try two days and no phone calls. It's like I'm totally not in love with you anymore, Tommy. I mean, it's so boring. Here. Not too cool, Julie. 
Like, I won't be bummed out. Who else is there? Oh, the Val Dude Kentucky. Yeah, she must be really freaking out.
to me it did not matter Whether I was mad at her She was mad at me No, baby Understanding my condition I must surely be a wishing And a hoping to be free Oh, but some say You can leave But it's going to Set my woman, salmon in my soul, but I 
Just pass that bottle one more time 
I haven't changed my mind. 
So that is our ode to 
I guess our anti our anti Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah. if you, if you weren't crying before when you started this episode with us, <laughs> you should be crying now. You should be. Now. And if you're not crying, mm-hmm. you need to check yourself for a heart because you apparently don't have one. Right. These were these are some great songs. And Jay, I don't know if it came through at all, but uh, there is a severe sense of loss on the side of Lightning Licks Radio. Sadly, our mascot. The dog of the house, the dog of the studio, JJ, Professor Steve Baronic. Yesterday we had to put him down. His little livers failed him, uh, uh, and it's it's heart wrenching, right? But I didn't want to tell you before we came to do this because I know you're very compassionate, and you would have wanted to give me time to heal before we had to do this podcast. But here's the thing: what makes me heal more than anything else is incorporating music and close friendship and creating. And it's sort of like this beautiful distraction. A therapeutic exercise. It really gets the healing process going. And um, we can say to our listeners, this isn't like the saddest story ever. JJ lived the most spoiled life of any little critter I have ever known. He always had human contact. He was a sweet dude. He was an awesome dog. Man, just a a great little fella. I love that guy. And he, he did not suffer. We took him in for routine um, gum and teeth work and that's where we discovered that his uh, kidneys were failing him and he had this issue in the past but he bounced back but he was way young he was now 11 going on 12 his body just couldn't handle it so we did have time to have the family the boys come in spend some good days with them where he was still barking at everybody's entrance still protecting even though he was weak he would still protect the homestead if somebody rattled that door and he had to let us know that somebody was here to see him. And that's why dogs are the most awesome. Like, dogs are awesome. Right. And, I, you know, when I uh, will surf the internet or whatever, and I try to get, like, using social networks to sort of get my fill of, like, you know, friends, because I'm now not out that often. I have some kind of nervous issues a lot of times, so I don't like to be in groups, but I do like to have, like, that social interaction with people. And I see a friends list. 500 to 1,000 strong, depending on how many Republicans are on there, so that changes. <laughs> but I'm kidding. I'm, we're, we're not political at Lightning Links Radio. No, we so are right. not. So there's a good chance you may be a Republican and maybe a friend, but there is also a good well, we chance still love you that you I don't give a shit about most of you on the friends list, like personally, because, you know, I don't know you as well, but I can tell you with 100% certainty that I do give a shit and I do love with my full heart all of your pets and some of your children so but all of your pets no i mean dogs and cats and pets in general maybe lizards or snakes i don't know the reptiles may be different who's to say but dogs and cats they mean so much to our family they mean so much to us and i just want to give a little shout out dedicate this episode of lightning licks radio this stupid little creative thing that we do to the memory of jj professor steve baronic you were the best dog the best dog that a guy could ever ask for. I love you so much and I miss you every day. And your paw prints are still outside with your little nose in there. And it just, when that melts, it's going to crush me. And the world and the world is a, a lot less cool place without him. Yep. Without him for sure. Furry friends are the best friends. So if you have a pet, make sure that you pick him up right now. Right now. And give him a big snuggle listen. and a kiss on his nose. Yep. Do that. Unless, or kiss on his or her nose. Yeah, his or her nose. Give her a little snout love. Love your pet right now. I remember... Now. Um, you know, and everybody has their own little story, but it, when we took him in, 
Uh, he had the cutest little catheter they gave him, this little green cast. It looked so good on him. He's so handsome right to the end. And he looked at me as soon as the doctor went to put, you know, the syringes into the catheter. And she gave him one just a, a fluid just to make sure everything was working. That got his eyebrows up a little bit and he locked in with me. And I was face to face. And I kissed those little black lips for the very last time. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see her putting the sedative in. That only takes a few seconds to work. And I told him, JJ, let's go home. We're best friends. And I saw his ears perk up. And that's the last thing he thought. I mean, I would be a strong advocate. I know it's difficult when you lose pets. But if you can be there during the euthanasia, if that's the way that things go, and if you can make a decision to take them out while they're still with it and not suffering, as opposed to being selfish, which I understand, right? I would just be an advocate to do it earlier and to be there no matter how hard it is because when you see in those beady little beautiful eyes that look of happiness that you've seen a million times before and you know that that's the last thing that 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 family member felt you've done the right thing yeah for sure miss you jay miss you jj for sure not to be confused with with jay but no but honestly whenever i would come over here that dog would greet me every time i came over here his little tail wagon i I love that dog he was would shake off man he he loved it cute as fuck that dog was so this is dedicated to all the JJs, to all the Ollies, all the ones that are still with yeah. us, to all the, to the Dukes and the Murphys, and even the humans. And the Coopers. <laughs> and, and the Coopers. Yeah. Yeah. To all your furry love. friends, and not furry friends if you have an iguana. Right. I don't know, iguana, man. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I used to have little, uh, we had Guns and Roses, and they were like these little chameleon type things where they, the ones where their tails would break off. I thought them crickets. Oh, they were like geckos? I don't know what the fuck they were. <laughs> This is now getting all science. I know. It's all Animal Kingdom. We went from total heartbreak to complete Bill Nye science guy in like 50 seconds. But badly. What are we we going to... Do you have any idea what we're going to do for the next uh, episode? Um, I don't, but I'm sure that we will figure it out in a few weeks' times. I do know that there is some other lightning lickers that are itching to get behind the mic and share their sounds and their experience. So what you're saying is that we may hear new voices? I think it's a new voice alert. Episode 7 is going to be chock full of new voices and I think it's going to be a wonderful experience I cannot wait and let me just say this again too if you have followed us if you're listening to our podcast I cannot thank you why did I say it like a candy podcast <laughs> um, if you were listening to our podcast I know a lot of people who have been I just we, I just want to thank you again for like listening to uh, listen, taking the time to listen to our episodes. I, I, we appreciate that more than you know. Yeah, continue to give us the five-star reviews. Um, if you want to give us a four-star, then maybe don't do that, or three or less, then maybe if we get a four-star review, I'll blame, I'll blame myself. It'll be my um, fault. But we continue to get five-star reviews. I think that's really cool. That does help people find our shows. Now, we're not trying to set any records here. I mean, we got a audience in the hundreds, and I'm totally comfortable with that. I told Jay, Jay earlier that if we could get like a normal audience of, say, like a college radio station, and I would just be tickled and I am yeah and I am but if you if you would like to share the show please do it please leave reviews it helps everybody out it helps us out not monetarily but just it makes us feel real good inside and it does something for our pride and we are sensitive men yeah. and we really need it and this is a labor of love and we would love you to spread that love <laughs> exactly so that's it we're going to be signing off Lightning Licks Radio thank you for listening thanks for hanging out to the heartbreak episode and, and, let, and let me just say this happy yeah. Valentine's Day to all of you whether you have someone or not you're all 
all still you're all loved and you're yes. all special and you're all wanted whether you have a reason relationship or not yeah and if you do not have a valentine you are my valentine exactly jay that i mean it goes for you too and, you of course a three-way does. valentine if you really speaking from somebody who doesn't have a valentine <laughs> well there you go or a valentine <laughs> <laughs> valentine's day see you next valentine <laughs> Good night. Drive safe. Watch out for deer. Episode six. Oh, wait. What am I forgetting here? We got the... Usually we go through this and then... And then we say something about bringing the theme music. Oh, and we're going to bring in the theme song. Bring in the theme music. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. There. Hey. Contributions to episode 6 are as follows. Lee Moses, Brothers Johnson, Eddie Holman, The Beastie Boys, Bobby Hebb, Guns N' Roses, Theodorus, Boodloo Bryant, Jay Lewis and Johnny Rice, Marvin Gaye, Yaslin Bay, Amerigo Gazeway, Mina Birds, Portishead, Afghan Wigs, Curly Pugman, Jefferson and Naps, that's at another Nashville coma stuff. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, Graham Parsons, Emmylou Harris, Linda Ronstadt, Chris Bell, Big Star, The Kickback, Finn Lizzie, Van Morrison, Sufjan Stevens, Gang of Four, Hollow Oates, Bonnie Prince Billy, The Thompson Twins, Sparks, Mary Goround, Emmett Rhodes, Dwight Twilly Band, Terry Jacks, Henry Gross, DJ Mark N7, and a very special thanks to Don Hessel, Chris Fleesick, Josh Davis, Stu Haas, and Dickles11. Y'alls are just a few of our people. Keep it up. We love you. See you next month. Lightning lights is in the mix. The rocks faded with these dusty fingertips. We learn from digging in the bins at electric pitch. We are living the hits. We got fun. So and so much more. We got the hip hop, rap, pop, new and old. We got the free jazz, punk rock, disco, gold, garage, psych, dub, and acoustic funk. And do you request like, Nah, man, I think I left that LP at home. It's on the shelf in the basement. That's where it belongs. Sorry, y'all. Now don't get me wrong. I really do appreciate your input, but I don't really need your stinking input. Nah, B, I'm just playing, just trying to play too, the rule is what I'm saying. Why waste your time on a top 40 hit list when you can prep platters like a catering business? So fresh, I'm high five on my deck, maybe we collaborate and jump it, that's teamwork, baby. You up an obese treat with the gut so deep to make your ear holes bleed. Dusty groups and forgotten gems, sample sources from way back when. You're like, hmm, that sounds familiar, well it's Osley Bros. That Biggie Cuba done but it's still ill and it still kills. It's a bona fide hope for that, for a last to do.
you know, because what, I mean, like in the album sleeves, I used to get excited as a child because there would be some boobies or there'd be some, uh, some recently, uh, and it went totally over my head. But if you're in an alley and you've got, you know, your panties down and you're like raped by a robot, all I see is that, oh, there's a, a sleeping lady with her panties down. That's neat. I want to get a fucking little peeper or hoo-ha. I had no idea that the imagery meant something totally, you know. That only important. happens in Los Angeles, though. <laughs> God, what a terrible play. 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 Terrible play.